USC wide receiver Jordan Addison does not really compare to Devonta Smith as NFL draft prospects, and we're going to tell you why. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, guys? I'm your boy, Damian Parson. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL, National Scout of, over at the Draft Network, and also your favorite running back guru. And as you always know who I'm with, I'm with the champ. The champ is here with my guy. Talk to him, baby. What's up, man? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst at the Draft Network, man. And like DP said, man, 2019 national champ. So, you know, we always strive to give y'all championship level evaluations when it comes to this NFL draft, man. But we got a lot of good conversations coming up today, man. We have three topics that we want to get into. We're going to talk about these safeties, right, and how versatile they need to be. We're going to talk about Jordan Addison and where he ranks amongst the top wide receivers in this NFL draft. But first, we're going to go with a comparison of Jordan Addison, right? And how does he compare to Devontae Smith? Because in the NFL community, we're starting to hear that a lot. But first, DP, why don't you give our sponsors a shout out, man? Of course, of course. The, today's episode has been brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this is the game definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your app store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On. all caps. Remember that, Locked On. all caps in the game. Keith, you talked about it, man, and just kind of, you know, throwing me the alley-oop, right? Jordan Addison, right now in the draft sphere, we're starting to, you know, the, the Super Bowl's over. It's draft season, baby. We're here it's now. draft season. You know we what I'm saying? It's our time to shine. Bro, first of all, let's welcome everybody to draft season, Keith. We've been in draft <laughs> mode since, like, November. You know what I mean? So let's welcome everybody in. But, like, now you're starting to see comps, and everybody's really diving into the prospects and into the tape. And one thing that – that I've seen recently on social media is the Devonta Smith to Jordan Addison comp, right? And, and, and you know, the, the first, the basis of it is typically size, right? Smitty was what, let's say six, six foot even, like 175, 170. And, and they had the same thing listed for Jordan Addison. So I, so I think that's where that comp originally grew legs, where, okay, now can it walk, right? And it's like, well, Keith, Belitnikov win award winners, they both have that 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 notch on their belt, right? In terms of being the, the best wide receiver in college that respective year. Both of them have that, Keith. But let's talk about it, man. I feel I feel this, like this is a really good conversation. Talk to me about this compare contrast in your opinion when it comes down to Devonta Smith to Jordan Addison. Yeah, so what player comps, right? In in the NFL evaluation, and you know, you you're comparing college prospects to NFL prospects. You have to be careful, man, because they're like when you, you're comping, right? It could be simply a, a height weight comp. It can be a play style comp. It can be, you know, there's so many different ways that will lead you to comp somebody. But it, I don't like to do them unless it's almost a complete comp, right? Unless they 
check all the boxes, height, weight, play style, you know, everything, you know, it, it all fits in one. So let's talk about the Devontae Smith and Jordan Addison comparison. Outside of the height and weight, I'm not sure if they're the same exact player, man. When I watch the film, I see Devontae Smith as a much more nuanced football player, right? Like, I, I think he understands route running more. I think he's a more explosive wide receiver. I think he can take things vertically. And you just you, – you you rattled off the, the accomplishments, right? And it stopped at the Belitnikov winner for mm-hmm. – the, yep. the two of those because <laughs> Devontae Smith's um you know his 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 resume his trophy case is a lot more in depth than just the Bolitnikov winner right you're talking about guy Heisman you're talking about a national champ you're talking about being the best player on a team where you still had a Jalen Waddle right I think he crossed paths with you know some of these other guys like Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs like you the list goes on and on as far as who Devontae Smith has seen in the wide receiver room with him so I to me I understand the usage, right? Because you think about a, a the height weight comp to Jordan Addison, but as far as that, I think that's the extent of, of the comp as far as Jordan Addison compared to Devontae Smith. No, and, and I, I, it's crazy because we're in lockstep, guys, and we didn't plan anything. We didn't plan to be on the same page on this, and we also didn't plan to wear the same shirts. So let's get that out of the way right now. But I, I'm I'm in lockstep with you, Keith, because you want to know the first thing that came to mind when I thought about when I saw this comp. I said. What? Devonta Smith being six foot 170, right? He didn't play at his size. And that's why I wanted to kick it to you first because you had a bird's eye view well, being on the sideline at LSU. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think one of the <laughs> – man, so seeing it in person, right? So there's obviously the 2019 year when we went to Bama and won a national championship. But then there's the year after, right, when they mm-hmm. came to LSU in 2020 and it didn't look too good, right? And, and part of that – was Devontae Smith had one of his highlight catches. When he went through the draft process, it was that one catch in Tiger Stadium. I I think he went over Derek Stingley at the time, right? He went over Derek Stingley and had the catch. And that was on replay his entire draft cycle, right? And I think that's what you've seen, man. You talk about Devontae Smith. You're right, DP. He played bigger than what he is listed at, and you've seen that directly translate to the NFL. We're talking about the playoff catch against the 49ers, right? Was it a catch? Was it not a catch? Guess what? They ruled it a catch, so we move on. But the spectacular catch, we, we always talk about man, right? And, you know, comparing <laughs> things, and they always have the spectacular catch. His spectacular catch is at a 1,000 because this guy can go up and get the football the way he can contort his body, adjust to the football. He's just a – man, I, I just love the way – that he plays the game of football from a wide receiver perspective, even though he's only 170 pounds. And, and that's, that's, that's that's the key for me, right? I, I, you talked about the route running and how he has that, the advantage over, over Jordan Addison. One thing that I thought about, man, his ability to, as a salesman, and not and it's because Jordan Addison is a good route runner. We, you know, I'm not want to discredit him in any in any way, Keith. But his best routes are coming against off coverage guys. When guys are giving him cushion, right, or, or when he's in the slot, he's got a two way go and he can attack and, and really get up to speed. Devonta Smith would line up with guys, gets guys impressed, and his speed release outside with the way he sold it. You, like I said, you saw it up close and personal, you know, versus Stingley, right? The ability to sell the vertical, make guys turn their hips, want to get into that running, that turn and run mode, and then he snaps it off for a come and creates natural separation against tight man-to-man coverage. And that translated, key. it translated to the NFL. We've seen him do it Sunday in and Sunday out throughout the first two uh, years of his career, right? So for me, it, it, 
I, I understand the size comp, but like you said, it stops there. Because when I watch Jordan Addison, I see guys get into him, and when they get their hands on him, you know, one of my favorite guys um, that I think I talked about on yesterday's pod, Rajon Wright from Oregon State. Yeah, that was yeah. teach tape. That was a teach tape type of um, type of game for him when he was in press coverage. I'm talking. He traveled in the slot with him. He played press. He played off. He didn't care. He, he carried him vertical. It didn't matter. He was not threatened by Jordan, right? And, and you would think that that would have been the case because he's a taller, high hip corner. He didn't have. He didn't really have many problems. He had a few reps where Jordan did win. But the point is, Smitty handled guys so much differently. He put he stressed guys. He put guys in kind of an anxious mindset, man. Like where their process is speeded up. And Keith, as his former DB coach, you know the last thing you want for your DBs and man coverage is for their for them not to be comfortable. Nah, I agree 100%. And so listen, DP, we want to get into the second part of this conversation, right? And that's not the comparison of Jordan Addison to Devontae Smith, but who do we believe Jordan Addison is? And we're going to get into it right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football DM. Football fans, you have an app that you can download to have fun and play against your friends, your siblings, or even coworkers. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. So here we've created a locked on league for you to compete against locked on fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate locked on football GM? If so, choose locked on league in the app to join locked on NFL draft listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in all caps in the game store that's locked on in all caps so make sure you check it out today to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores that's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm starts your dynasty today so keith you, you talked about it right we just talked about jordan addison versus devonta smith and how the comp only lasts for height and weight you know what i mean like but where is, you know, looking at the receivers in this class, and Keith, it's, it's, it's wild, and, and we, we can have that broad-spectrum conversation about the receiver classes at a later date, but you know that the, the stigma around this class is, well, it's a down year. Well, you know what? Jamar Chase and Julio Jones and all these guys don't <laughs> grow on trees. Those, so those I, are not going to come every year. They're just bro, simply not going to come every year. Exactly, right? Like, you just, you're not going to go grab a leaf and, and make a dollar bill. Like, you just can't grab them from just anywhere, right? But this is still a good class, in my opinion, Keith. So, like, I, I for me, I'm going to tell you where I look at it. Jordan Addison right now is my wide receiver three. I'm going to let you react to that. Wide receiver three. So, I will be my, – my reaction would be I want to ask you who is one and two first. Quentin Johnson's number one. Okay. Jackson Smith and Jigba's number two. Okay, well, listen, I think we agree on that part, right? I, I agree with the Quentin Johnson. I know there's concerns about him. And then the Jackson Smith and Jigba, right, him not being injured. But I threw a la Jamar Chase not playing his his last year and still going, what, top 10 and, you know, doing all the things he's done with the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's talk about Jordan Addison sitting at number three, right? Because number three, I mean, that's, you know, it depends on where one and two goes, right? But right, him yeah. as a wide receiver prospect, and, and what I believe he will be is this, man. I think he makes a hell of a, a number two wide receiver. And, I, and we talked about him not being Devontae Smith. 
But what I'm saying is, is him in a situation similar to what Devontae Smith has where you have an A.J. Brown or you talk about Jordan Addison going to the Vikings maybe, right? And you have a Justin Jefferson. So somewhere where he can go be a number two wide receivers and, and the offensive coordinator could simply put him in advantageous situations, right? Like you don't have to count on this guy to beat the number one corner. I trust him to beat the number two, number three, number four corner on a defensive team. And then I think I feel really good about it from that perspective. I even think of somewhere where like the Denver Broncos, right, where you have Jerry Judy and they, they may not necessarily have a true number one, but now they'll have two to three number twos, which can also be a versatile situation mm -hmm. um, and be an advantageous situation for Jordan Addison. So what is, from your perspective, how do you view Jordan Addison into the conversation of him translating to the NFL and his skill set. For me, Keith, I, I think he, and, and again, we, we talked, we did the show yesterday talking about the gadget receiver and the, the negative yeah, connotation so, to that. Is that what so, we're going to Are we going back to that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to go to the gadget receiver, All but right, I'm going to say a term that's also viewed negatively. I think he's a slot. I think he's a number two. I think he's a slot receiver in the NFL. Too many times on tape, I, I've seen and watch corners walk up on him. You know, UCLA has some bigger, taller corners that you would assume he would be able to stress vertically better than he was. And guys were able to get into him, but stay in that hip pocket, not just win in the contact window, but even if he did beat them with his release, they weren't, he didn't stack them. And like, that was concerning for me, Keith, because I'm like, all right, you're a buck 70. I need you to, 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 you know, withhold your speed and be more explosive. And I just didn't see that. But when I see him in the slot, I see a guy that you give him the two-way goals. You Like we talked about with some of the gadget uses, right, the pre-snap motions, motion him into bunch and stack sets, keep him away from press, get him going across the field. And uh, he's a really good route runner, especially, like I said, against off coverage. So for me, man, and I think he's he gives you some after the catch too, but just I don't view him as a number one, and I don't view him highly as a, he's not an X. Could he potentially be like a movement Z? Maybe. Yeah, so okay, let's let's have this slot conversation, right? Because we have to mm -hmm. get into it because it's another thing that we have to dispel on this show. Longer the days of Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, right? Being slot only guys. I think offensive guys and NFL head coach has finally gotten smart. Like, hey, okay, if, if Wes Welker can do it, then he runs a, a four-seven, right? I wonder what my four-three wide receiver can do that has short area. I wonder what Tyreek Hill could do in the slot. Right. <laughs> Just as simple as that, right? So I, I think saying he's a slot only wide receiver it's not a bad situation like because we're seeing more and more that these wide receivers are manipulating the entire game offensively when they're put in motion in stack sets and then asked to move to the slot right and I think that's a, a, a damn good situation for Jordan Addison because what we do know is this as a prospect man this guy is slippery right like he's agile he has the lateral quickness um like we talked about the agility and he has a a a way of just getting open. So you put him in situations where he has free access, free releases into the defense. I think you're talking about a wide receiver that, okay, a highly productive guy, if he goes with a good quarterback, we're talking about 80 receptions a year, right? And I'll go back to the Justin Jefferson conversation and the reason why I like the Minnesota Vikings is because you've seen what O'Connell did this year with Justin Jefferson, right? You've seen when he was with the Rams and what he was able to do with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is not anybody that's athletically superior. He ain't going to win nobody damn foot. 4-6-2. He, he, 
yeah, he will win nobody's foot race. But when you put him in motion and you put him in those type of offenses, you see the best of Cooper Cup. You see the best of Justin Jefferson. And I think you can see the best of Jordan Addison when he's put in those type of situations. So moving forward, I don't think the slot conversation should be a negative conversation, right? Like it, I, it should be positive. Like let's be positive about the slot only conversation because if you say an X only guy, right, and then what does that mean, right? Now you right. still have a guy that can't move around the field. So, I, I mean, we, we have to go against that and, and kind of push against, um, I guess you would say, what everybody is saying in, in respect of two, um, to, to a slot-only wide receiver. Yeah, it, it's just it's, it's crazy because it's, it's an archaic term similar to the gadget, right? Like, and people use it to discredit guys who are non-traditional. Yes, Jordan Addison's not – he's probably not six foot either. But he's not <laughs> – just be nice. He's probably not six foot. No, he's not six two. Uh, you know, 210 pounds with a 42-inch vert. Like, he – that's – okay, cool. But, DP, to your point, we've seen those guys fail, fail. too, right? And that's when you get into the evaluation part of it. And I'm glad, you know, our listeners are tapped in. They hear this part of the conversation, man. Sometimes you you have to watch – Man, how do they win, right? And then just ask, can they do it on the next level? But just taking a 6'3 guy over a 5'11 guy just because he's 6'3, man, guess what? That's how you get fired, man. That's how you get fired in the NFL. And then that's how you wind up having those misses on evaluations that end up haunting you for a very long time. So, man, watch the the, the production. Watch how the player moves. And I, I have faith that Jordan Addison can be a, will be a good wide receiver in the NFL if he's in the right situation. Man, I, I love everything you just said, Keith, because it, it's true. It, it's one thing that, listen, family, for everybody that's listening, family, listen, we are going to debunk a lot of a lot of takes and narratives and theories that just aren't real anymore. Like the NFL lives in 11 and, and, and nickel personnel, right, defensively, right? Like 70% of the time the defense's base is nickel now, right? So what does that mean? They got three wide receivers on the field, so I got to have three corners. You know what I mean? To to as my base. So yes, it, 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 you can say you can look at it, man. Being a slot receiver is not the best thing to hear if you're a, a, a fan. Like, but no, it should be because Keith, what is that gonna what is that gonna do for him, Keith? That's gonna put him on the lesser. I don't want to say it in negative in a negative way to the defense, yeah, but you're you gonna be on CB three and CB four. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, you're not going up against AJ Terrell and Jalen Ramsey, and and you you don't have to see those guys, right? You let the big X receiver and Z receiver handle that. You deal with the nickel guy that you are more suited to defeat, especially with giving the two way go. And, and DP, you just hit on a point, right? That you don't have to deal with those guys. So now the defensive coordinator is trying to figure out, man, how do I get my best corner on this slot wide receiver that's dominating the game? So, man, it's, it's, it's a back and forth thing, right? And, and, chess, and, not checkers, baby. There we go, chess, not checkers, man. It's a back and forth thing, and both could be good, right? It's good to have an X wide receiver, but it's also good to have a slot wide receiver. And DP, you know what's good, man? In this day and age when you have slots, you have Xs, you have these flex tight ends, it's good to have a safety that can cover, man, a hybrid safety. And we want to get in that conversation uh, to talk about these hybrid safeties, and we'll get into it right after this. 
The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. And guys, I'm going to tell you, you can build your bets however you want. You can include simple things as spreads, money lines, total bets in terms of points scored for the games, as well as player props like point, player points, rebounds, assists, uh, and even exclusive bets. I'm talking two three-pointers within the first three minutes, right? And not only that, but I love the fact that FanDuel allows you to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game, par- same game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Keith, you just you talked about it, man. That was a great segue, by the way. Um, I appreciate great it. I'm getting better and getting better with no, time, yeah. baby. Like, listen, wait till wait till week saying? two, man. Wait till week two. Wait till week two. Yeah, listen, week two will be here before we know it. <laughs> but man, listen, like that was a great segue because, like you, we talked about the slot and uh, bro. Not only is receivers lined up in the slot, we got tight ends going out in the slot, yeah. right? So what do you need? You need these hybrid safety. Keith, again, talk about archaic. You remember. For a while, defensive coordinators were going to GMs. I need the next Ed Reed, the next Earl Thomas. I need my 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 explosive, like rangy center center fielder. Right, Keith. Those days are gone now. Teams on teams are like, you know what? To stop your explosive plays, we can go too high on the top on, on the roof. We're gonna put two high safeties on the roof, and we're gonna stop all that deep passing stuff. Like you're gonna have to go across the middle or whatever else. But now it's opened up the door over the last couple of years, Keith, the hybrid, the nickel safety hybrid, right? Where you have safeties that can play deep and come down and cover man to man. All right. So I have a question, DP, because there, there, there are multiple ways to look at hybrid, right? You can look at that, that safety that can walk into the box, right? And he's a high level productive tackler, like a linebacker, mm-hmm. or there's that safety that can cover, right? Like, like he, yes. he's okay in, in, in the box but he's more coverage and he leans himself more towards a corner. So I'm about to present you with a question that I didn't know what you was, that I know you didn't know was going to come. Which one would you prefer, right? That safety that can walk into the box and give you a good run fit and a good run presence or that safety that's more like a cornerback, right? That can cover on the back end. And cause I think both, right. They, they serve a purpose and they both are very important, but DP, the defensive coordinator, baby, you on the clock, which type of safety are you going after? Man, Keith, this is a really good question because it definitely caught me off guard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as 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 a former running back, you my heart says, of course you want that nickel that's gonna just be a cover guy, you know what I'm saying? But, but at the same time, right now, you're a defensive corner. Exactly. That's why I say I don't want to go with my heart, Keith. I don't want to go with my heart in that situation. I'd rather have the guy that can cover because as a defensive coordinator. I can find linebackers that can run fit. I can build up a nice defensive line. So, hey, set the edges correctly, handle the interior gaps. We run fit with the linebackers. And then if my nickel has to be a, a last-second resort in terms of force defender run fitting off the edge, cool. But I'd rather have that guy. And, and like you said, both guys are valuable. But I'd rather have him because at the end of the day, I got to beat Pat Mahomes, man. I got to beat Josh Allen, man. Justin Herbert. You know, I need these guys. And we, we watched Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl 
give those DBs in that defense from the Eagles fits in the first half, right? And because of that, it opened up Kadarius Tony for that flat route in the touch in the, in the red zone, right? Because they tried to double Kelsey when it, when it mattered most. So I need someone that I can feel comfortable that has the height, the, the, the size, the, the athleticism um, to be able to come down in the box or come down into the nickel and challenge these guys, whether it's slot receivers or these just uber athletic and movable tight ends. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and that's where I would lean. But we also have to be aware, right, that the NFL game is shifting a little bit towards the run game. And we talked to, you know, we we had we had a chance to talk to a couple guys in the NFL. We talked to a couple scouts in the NFL, and they talked about finding these safeties because the NFL is changing that are good tacklers, right? That they're really good tacklers that they can run fit. So at, at this point, right, it's the the NFL offenses are stressing NFL defensive coordinators so much that it's like, you know what, damn it, just give me the perfect safety, right? I need the perfect one. I need the one that can tackle, you know, his his tackle meters on 100 and his cover meters on 100, man. Right. And so going into this draft, we know that all of these uh, defensive coordinators are going to be looking for these guys, right? Because safeties, corners, um, you know, defensive backs, they're always in need. So we have a couple names out here, man. I'm going to throw out a couple names at you. And whatever one pops to you the most as far as that versatile defender that you may really want him, you can stop me whenever I, whenever you hear his name, right? So I'm going to start with Brian Branch, Christopher Smith, Jordan Battle, Sidney Brown, Antonio Johnson. Antonio Johnson. Okay, there we go. We found Now, one. I liked all the other guys you talked about, but Antonio Johnson for <laughs> me, like, you talk about having the, the, the size, right? He, he, he has the size, the length, the body type to play that strong safety role and come down in the low hole. But also he is, is has been used at AM in man-to-man coverage. I've seen him against tight ends. I've seen him in the nickel. And I think he's one of those guys that you look at and like, man, I would love to have him on my defense because you think, think about the bills, right. And how they have a uh, Micah Hyde and Joy, Jordan Poyer, right. You got two like really interchangeable pieces and, and it creates all those different matchups and different coverages and disguises. And that's what I want the, you know, defensively Keith, because I want to confuse Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I want to show him something pre-snap and change that picture. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want him to, I want him to see a nice Miami beach pre-snap. And I want him to see downtown Chicago at 12 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? Post that where he's you terrified. That's tough, baby. That's so, tough. Yeah, listen, I, I need him to see that it's dark, it's rainy, and it's cold out here, dog. So you better be ready for whatever. I want him to see that post snap. And I think a guy like Antonio Johnson can do that. And the crazy thing about it, like you talked about with the, the previous question, he can tackle too. So he can do kind of a little bit, a little bit of everything. So he's one of the guys that really popped. Like I said, I do like the other guys, you know, Chris Smith and those guys are my dudes too. But he was somebody I think is uh, people are sleeping on a little bit. Yeah, so you went with Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. I'm going to go with Christopher Smith, the guy you just mentioned, safety from Georgia, right? And and mm-hmm. when you watch him on film, you immediately realize that this guy is kind of undersized, right? And then he he came in at the senior bowl. I believe he might have been just under 5'11", but was also interesting when he was um, registering for the senior bowl, leading up to the senior bowl, he was listed at cornerback also, right? And so we got a chance to see this guy in person. And I'll tell you this. The guy at, at most, right, I, I don't remember what his measurements are, but off the top of my head, it's somewhere 
probably five, 10 and three quarters, 180 pounds. So he's not a very big guy. But now this is the other side of that coin when you talk about that safety that can cover, right? Like he's more of a cornerback. He's more of that nickel. And for me, man, I just find so much value in that. As a defensive coordinator, if I'm approaching it, I really want to play man all day. I want to play man. I want to blitz six guys and just play lockdown defense on the back end. Keep it simple. Let's roll. Let's blitz the hell out of the quarterback and make his day, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty messed up, right? Just continue to hit him. So when you have defensive backs, especially safeties, that can roll from that free safety, come down to that strong safety, and then also roll into that nickel situation, I find so much value in that. And so Christopher Smith is a guy that I would definitely have highlighted, especially for our listeners, right? If you feel as though your NFL team or your organization needs a safety, needs some guy to cover because you already have box safeties, Christopher Smith is definitely a guy to highlight and definitely a guy to look after. I want to throw one uh, before we close. I want to throw one more guy out there, Keith, and he's in yep. your, you know, he's one of your dudes over at Florida State, and that's Jamie Robinson, man. Jamie we saw Robinson. him down in Mobile as well. And Keith, every time I turn on the tape and I just saw him play too high, I see him play single high, I see him come out in the, in the run fits, I see him go into the nickel and man to man guys, right? And we saw him in one on ones against receivers and stuff in Mobile. The name that continued to pop out to me was Jalen Petrie. Who you know mm. was one of the one of the better defensive back and rookie uh, draft picks for the Houston Texans, um, you know from this last from the 2022 NFL draft, man. So for me, Keith, I, I think this is a young man whose stock could be on the rise because uh, he's he's a good player, really cool kid, but he got he's got that dog to him and he's very versatile, Swiss Army knife. Um, and, and he could do a lot of different things. So that's, I wanted to throw that name out there for the listeners to let you know if your team needs a safety like this. Don't worry. There's a couple guys in this class that can really fit the bill and help your defense out. Because uh, Keith, again, you need these guys with the with, with the passing league and, and everything tailored to the offense. You need it, man. But guys, you know, as always, we thank y'all so much for for joining us uh, on another episode of Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter, me DP underscore NFL, Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. And if you haven't already. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to find us on your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, subscribe, like, download, share, and then go to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Watch the videos. But not only that, hit that hit that ding, ding. Hit that bell so you get notified whenever we drop fire content, which is five days a week. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do now. So, as um, listen, <laughs> it's been fun, man. We talked Jordan Addison. We, we talked a lot of different, you know, Devonta Smith, wide receivers, and kind of wrapped it up with DBs, kind of perfect, you know, perfect, uh, perfect show, Keith, in my opinion. So, man, listen, guys, we, we appreciate all the love. Continue to tap in with us. And, and like I said, follow us on social media, and uh, we'll see you all tomorrow.